0: Welcome to the NYS podcast. BBANYS has been dedicated to improving transfusion medicine in New York State since 1951. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved, and do not necessarily represent those of BBANYS. The speakers for this podcast report no conflicts of interest for this episode. Hello, this is Dr. Yvette Tanheko. I am the Medical Director of the Cellular Therapy Laboratory and Assistant Director of Transfusion Medicine at Columbia University Irving Medical Center, New York Presbyterian Hospital. I'm also the Chair of the Education Committee of Blood Bank Association of New York State. In this podcast, I will be talking about transfusion support for hematopoietic stem cell transplantation. Hematopoietic stem cell transplantation is any procedure where hematopoietic stem cells of any donor type and any source are infused into a recipient with the intention of repopulating or replacing partly or totally the recipient's hematopoietic system. There are various indications for stem cell transplantation, such as hematopoietic malignancies like leukemia and lymphoma, hemoglobinopathies like thalassemia and sickle cell disease, congenital immune deficiencies such as severe combined immunodeficiency syndrome, and severe plastic anemia, and inborn errors of metabolism. Stem cell transplantation may be autologous, whereby the stem cells originate from the recipients themselves, allogeneic, whereby the stem cells originate from either a related or unrelated donor, and syngeneic, whereby the stem cells originate from an identical twin. Patients undergoing stem cell transplantation will need blood product support before, during, and after. After receiving chemotherapy, patients will be pancytopenic. Red blood cells, neutrophils, and platelets take at least two weeks to engraft after transplantation. The decision to transfuse packed red blood cells should be based on symptomatic anemia or a hemoglobin level of less than 7 grams per deciliter or even 8 to 9 grams per deciliter if the patient has any coexisting cardiac or peripheral vascular disease. The type of packed red blood cells transfused depends on the transplant stage. Phase one transplant stage occurs prior to bone marrow or hematopoietic stem cell transplantation. The blood type of products issued should be compatible or identical with the recipient's blood type. Phase two transplant stage begins at the time of transplant and ends at different times when looking at red blood cells or plasma. For red blood cells, phase 2 ends when the direct antiglobulin test is negative and anti-donor isohemagglutinin is no longer detectable. That is, until the back type is donor type. In the case of fresh frozen plasma, phase 2 ends after the recipient's erythrocytes are no longer detectable. That is, until the front type is the donor's type. When the donor and recipient blood types are the same, then the blood type of the products issued will simply be the donor or recipient blood type. The blood type of products issued is more complicated to determine when the donor and recipient types are different. The general rule that I follow is that the blood type of the products issued should not cause hemolysis of red blood cells. For example, if the recipient is type A and the donor is type O, the blood type of packed red blood cells issued should be type O, so that the anti-A isohemagglutinin from the recipient and donor and anti-B isohemagglutinin from the donor will not lyse the packed red blood cells, which don't have any A or B antigens. If the recipient is type A and the donor is type B, the blood type of packed red blood cells that is issued should be type O, so that the anti-B isohemagglutinin in the recipient and anti-A isohemagglutinin in the donor will not lyse the packed red blood cells, which don't have any A or B antigens. Phase three transplant stage occurs after the front and back type of the patient are consistent with the donor's ABO type. The blood type of all components issued in Phase three should be the donor's blood type. If the Rh type of the recipient and donor are different, Rh negative packed red blood cells and platelets should be issued. For recipients that are Rh-negative who receive a stem cell transplant from a donor who is Rh-positive, Rh-negative products should be issued until after the patient engrafts, and the front type is Rh-positive, at which point Rh-positive red blood cell-containing products may be issued. Red blood cell engraftment is defined as the time to reticulocyte count greater than 30 times 10 to 12 per liter, or greater than 1 percent without packed red blood cell transfusion. This could take six weeks or longer. Platelet engraftment is defined as the first of seven consecutive days with a platelet count of at least 20,000 per microliter without platelet transfusion. The time to platelet engraftment is affected by the source of stem cells. For marrow-derived cells, platelet engraftment takes on average between 18 and 23 days. For apheresis-derived stem cells, platelet engraftment typically takes about 11 to 13 days, and for cord blood-derived stem cells, platelet engraftment takes more than 56 days. Delayed platelet engraftment may be due to a number of factors, such as the cell dose that is transplanted, increased age, male gender, unrelated donor, high acute graft-versus-host disease grade, infection before engraftment and CMV infection with high antigenemia. Having a low platelet count is a predictor of transplant-related mortality. The threshold for platelet transfusion is 10,000 per microliter without fever, bleeding, bacteria, or sepsis. If bleeding is present, the patient should be transfused according to your institution's guidelines. Platelets should be leukoreduced to reduce the risk of alloy immunization. ABL matching is not generally required, but Rh-negative platelets should be given to Rh-negative recipients. Some patients may experience platelet refractoriness, which is characterized by a failure to exhibit the appropriate increment in platelet count after a platelet transfusion as determined by a corrected count increment of less than 5,000 within one hour of the platelet transfusion. Platelet refractoriness may be due to immune and non-immune causes. Non-immune causes include massive bleeding, fever, sepsis, splenomegaly disseminated intravascular coagulation and certain drugs immune causes include antibodies to human leukocyte antigen or platelet specific antigens alloimmunization can result from transfusions pregnancy or transplantation neutrophil engraftment is also something else that is monitored after a transplant neutrophil engraftment is defined as the first of three consecutive days that the absolute neutrophil count is greater than 500 per microliter. The number of days for neutrophil engraftment is affected by the source of stem cells. On average, neutrophil engraftment takes about 16 to 20 days for marrow-derived stem cells, 9 to 11 days for apheresis-derived stem cells, and 21 to 35 days for cord blood-derived stem cells. When a patient's neutrophil levels are low, they are more susceptible to bacterial and fungal infections. Granulocyte products may be indicated in cases where the patient has an absolute neutrophil count less than or equal to 500 per microliter, fever for at least 24 hours with persistent morbidity, documented bacterial or fungal infection that is unresponsive to antimicrobials for 48 hours, and a reasonable hope of recovery. Granulocyte products are obtained via apheresis collection of ABO-compatible donors who are known to be free of infectious diseases from prior donations. The donor is typically stimulated with dexamethasone and our granulocyte colony stimulating factor. The granulocyte product is typically 250 to 300 milliliters and contains approximately 2 times 10 to the 10th granulocytes, 20 to 50 milliliters of red blood cells, or approximately 10% hematocrit, 3 times 10 to the 11th platelets, and 250 milliliters of plasma. Granulocyte products must be fully cross-match compatible and irradiated to prevent transfusion-associated graft-versus-host disease. Because infectious disease testing is incomplete at the time of issue, granulocyte products may be issued as emergency release products, which is what we do at my institution. They are stored at 20 to 24 degrees Celsius without agitation to prevent granulocyte aggregation. They must be picked up from the blood bank as soon as possible and transfused into the recipient no longer than 24 hours after the product is collected because granulocyte function decreases rapidly. Granulocytes may be infused through a standard blood filter over 1-2 to two hours but not a leukocyte reduction filter. Granulocyte transfusions must be discontinued when any of the following events occur. The patient's absolute neutrophil count is greater than 500 per microliter for two days. The patient exhibits a clinical response. Available donors are exhausted. The patient experiences a severe transfusion reaction, or there is hopeless deterioration of the patient's condition. Blood products intended for transfusion into a patient who is about to undergo or has undergone hematopoietic stem cell transplantation should be irradiated to decrease the risk of transfusion-associated graft-versus-host disease. Irradiation prevents lymphocyte proliferation by damaging DNA. The dosage of gamma radiation required is 2500 centigrays to the central portion of the container and a minimum dose of 1500 centigrays to any part of the component. Upon irradiation, the shelf life of packed red blood cells becomes 28 days or the original expiration date, whichever is sooner because the red blood cell membrane damage leads to an increase in extracellular potassium and decrease in post-transfusion red blood cell survival. The shelf life of platelets is unchanged. This concludes my podcast on transfusion support for hematopoietic stem cell transplantation. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you join us for future BBANYS podcasts and events. Future events can be found on our website, www.bbanys.org.